Hello and welcome to the Civil Disobedience Podcast. I'm the host, Casey, and today I wanted to talk about a movie my wife and I watched a little bit ago. Super good one, Braveheart. I'm sure at this point most people have seen it, and it's it's easily one of the better movies out there, I think. Um, and yeah, I know it's probably not historically accurate, but sure does make for some good entertainment. So... Uh, the wife, wife and I watched it and made me think a lot about the contrast between William Wallace and Robert the Bruce. So when I was watching it, obviously you watch movies like that, whether it's uh, Braveheart, The Patriot, Matrix, Magnific- Magnificent Seven, you know, any of the hero movies, everybody wants to be like the hero. Everybody wants to wants to be the hero have the attributes of the hero everyone wants to to be as strong good looking whatever is the hero in real life that's that's who they want to be but no and you know smart all that stuff but more often than not that's not going to be the case we're not going to be william wallace riding through and taking control of of armies and and doing these awesome speeches and you know maybe maybe sometimes we will and that's awesome we should we should be working towards that in my opinion working towards being more of a William Wallace type person in our lives but more often than not I think we're like Robert the Bruce where Robert the Bruce in the movie he saw what William Wallace was doing he saw the impact that he was making and having with with the the different clans and with the different people and everything like that and the way he was promoting freedom and the actual care that he had for it and for his the people that he was fighting with and you know robert the bruce loved it loved william wallace supported him had a whole bunch of care for him would go to bat for him everything like that until in the movie the last battle where he betrayed William Wallace and just wrecked William Wallace in the movie and by doing that he saw the pain that it caused William Wallace and then in turn caused him Robert the Bruce pain because of the betrayal that he that he portrayed onto William Wallace. I think a lot of times we we act like that. Whether it's whether it's maybe intentional and in a way that we betray we betray our values and we do something that we that we don't really believe in, or we say something that we don't really believe in, or or we or we don't say something when we should say something, or we don't you know we don't. We're too scared to ruffle feathers or we don't want to offend anybody even though maybe in a moment like that our conscious is being offended and and that that desire to to speak up and to act as as a William Wallace is what should drive us to actually take the courage and take those steps to become a William Wallace and so one of the things that led to Robert the Bruce to his betrayal was his I think it was his dad in the movie but um, led him to 
that betrayal because he was influencing him and kind of pressuring him and pushing him in the wrong direction. So obviously we need to surround ourselves with like-minded people, people that are not going to influence us in a negative light, negative way, and have us betray our values, have us betray what we believe in, our personal beliefs. And so again, kind of like going back when I was watching that movie, kind of thought about those things and the contrast and, and how we, how we really act and, and who we really are and who, who we want to be and, and how often we let fear and, and I guess just fear kind of everything boils down to fear, how it hinders our progression or it hinders us from making a difference or an impact with, within our own lives and within the people that we interact with on a daily basis. And so if we can be more like a Wallace character and and stay true to our values and principles that we, that we hold dear and we don't give into that fear and that peer pressure from outside forces and outside entities, I think we're going to be able to see an impact within our immediate circle and the people that we care about and hopefully give them the courage to do the same because sometimes those, those values need, need to be expressed and need to be pushed. And sometimes those values can be disobedience. Sometimes those values can be rebellion and that's not inherently a bad thing. You know, it's, it's easy to disobey when it's, um, not scary when when there's not really any major consequences but when there are consequences to that disobedience and hopefully like I want to make make something clear that not just saying disobey for the sake of disobedience and disobey for the sake of disobeying because it sounds super cool and and you want to you want to you want to be punk rock or whatever it is and that disobedience should be rooted and grounded in values and principles because otherwise then you're just you're acting out of emotion you're acting in a way that's not going to produce beneficial results long term and you know a a good thing to look at is the the January 6th uh, event we'll call it where bunch of people got hyped up on some mob mentality emotions were high everything like that they did a stupid thing they went into the capital we all know but the way it's being portrayed was i mean some people were saying it's worse than 9-11 it's the worst thing that's ever happened to our country since the civil war all of these things which are just insane if you know anything about history but when you're looking at that there's a lesson there that shows if there's even the slightest bit of violence, if there's the slightest bit of anything like that, the, the media and the left wing, they're going to blow it way out of proportion and make it look way worse than it was because that's what's going to help them in the long run. And so that disobedience can't just be disobedience for the sake of it because you think that it sounds cool or whatever but real civil disobedience should be grounded in values and principles against a certain law or against a certain mandate or against a certain thing like that like for example Martin Luther King it was the civil rights era and he was 
going against segregation and everything like that. And Thoreau, who wrote the essay, an essay on civil disobedience, he went to jail for a night because he didn't want to pay taxes. He didn't want to pay taxes because he didn't want to support slavery and the Mexican-American War. So those were their actions grounded in their personal values and beliefs and things like that. And a lot of times, a lot of those values come from the Judeo-Christian heritage that we have in America and comes from our our family upbringing and our, and our personal religious beliefs and things like that. And, and a lot of times, speaking for me, a lot of times us Christians we we struggle with the idea of disobedience because we're we grow up and we're looking at um those those values and that you know the oh you have to obey the ten commandments you have to obey these mandates you have to do these things you have to do these things i mean you still have a choice everybody has a choice in that agency to choose what they want to do and how they want to live but a lot of times i think those christians and us as Christians, me included, sometimes struggle with the idea of being disobedient because our whole lives it's been obey these certain things, obey this and that. And I think too often we get lulled into a state of passivity, if you will, where where we're too scared or too unwilling to, to rock that boat and we're too too scared to stand up for what we believe in because we don't want to to create those waves and honestly i think a lot of that is because for the most part people just want to be left alone and they just want to live their life they don't want to hurt other people they don't want to they don't want to hurt other people they don't want to take their stuff and they don't want other people to hurt them or take <laughs> their stuff so going back i think that's we need to remember as Christians that that Christ, although he was obedient to to the God the Father, and although he asked that we be obedient to those to those things as well, if we follow him as his disciples and followers of Christ. But one thing that we need to remember is that Christ was a rebel. He was a revolutionary. During his time, he he stood up to the government. He stood up to kings. He stood up to the church. He called them, pretty much called them names and mocked them essentially in, in public and, in, and to their faces and things like that and stood up to the culture of the time and didn't back down because he knew that he was standing on, sure, on a sure foundation and was standing on a rock. And if we're standing on a similar rock and a similar foundation, then we're going to be strengthened. We're going to be uplifted by our belief system and by those around us who are going to be kind of our support, our support system. So remembering that rebellion to an extent and revolution to an extent is a Christ-like attribute. We need to do that, especially when it comes to things that go against what we perceive as right or wrong based on our value system and our beliefs. And that's where disobedience can actually be a good thing and lead to lasting positive change. Because if it wasn't for some of those incidents in the past, 
we wouldn't have a lot of the good that we enjoy now, like Martin Luther King. And a lot of these guys are nuanced. They did a lot of good things. They did a lot of bad things. And that's that's people. We do the same thing. You do, whoever's listening to this, you're nuanced. I'm nuanced. Nobody's perfect. And so focusing on some of those good attributes and lasting changes that actually helped progress us as a society and remembering to disobey in a non-violent way and just you know have have a purpose don't just have a nonsensical attitude about it and make sure we're grounded in morals and values and and we're doing things for the right reason and it kind of another essay I was reading recently was uh, by Howard Zinn and he said that our problem isn't disobedience or civil disobedience it's mass obedience or, or something along those lines I can't really remember exactly but <clears throat> but we've got way too many people just doing the whole I'm not gonna rock the boat I'm just gonna I'm gonna sit out here in the on the sidelines and and wait for somebody else to wait for somebody else to stand up. And there was I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were kind of mentioning that where they felt like, oh, I can't, I can't stand up and I can't do this thing, but I support you and I support you doing that because if you if you do it, then that's going to benefit me. Well, why don't we all just stand up together? Wouldn't that make a, a bigger impact? Why don't we overcome that fear? and say hey you're doing the right thing i'm going to stand with you you're you're standing up against a tyrannical government you're standing up against a a horrible law you're standing up against a school district that's teaching kids horrible things based on on skin color you're standing up against a, a school administrators and a faculty that covering that are covering up sexual abuse that's happening in the schools and things like that and if you don't know what i'm talking about that a lot of that's pretty much just from loudon county virginia and you can go go look that up and and see for yourself but that's the thing that we need to remember if somebody's if we see somebody standing up for what something that we believe in let's support them let's stand together don't say hey i appreciate what you're doing and uh I'm going to be cheering you on from the sidelines. Why don't you go out? Why don't we all go out on the field together and and make an impact that way? Why don't we all link arms hand in hand, arm in arm, walk together? I think we I think we'd be surprised who would be standing next to because you throw you throw parties, you throw stupid things like that out of this out of out of it and you strip it down to basic values and virtues and principles. People are going to agree on way more than they disagree. And that's what we need to remember. And that's what we need to support. And and that's and kind of going back to the beginning, that's, that's leading us back to being a William Wallace type figure and, and who we're going to be. And are we going to choose to be more like a William Wallace character or are we going to be continue to be more like a a Robert the Bruce and kind of go go through ups and downs where we we do something good and then we screw up and do something bad and we do 
something good and then we screw up and do something bad, which again, we're all nuanced. We're going to do that. And being that perfect Christ-like person or being that perfect, quote unquote, perfect example of a William Wallace, more often than not, that's not going to happen. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to, we're going to trip and fall and get up like in uh, that Batman documentary uh, when Alfred said that, why do we fall so we can get back up? That's what we need to do. And that's what we need to do with each other. Help each other up. Don't don't sit on the sidelines and watch and support and cheer somebody else on for doing something that you believe in. Get on the field with them. Get on the field with whoever is championing, championing freedom and liberty and those values and principles and work together to reach a goal of mutual liberty, mutual freedom, individual rights. We got to stop saying things like, I believe in freedom, but I believe in freedom, but you know, a lot of people are making poor choices that I don't agree with. A lot of people aren't getting vaccinated or a lot of people aren't registered, aren't, uh, responsible gun owners or a lot of people aren't responsible drivers or a lot of people aren't this. So we, I believe in freedom, but we've got to, we got to limit some, we got to put some restraints on it too. Now, what we need to do is put restraints on the government. That's what needs to happen because the government is encroaching on our civil liberties, on our freedoms, on our livelihoods. That's where we need to put the, (laughs) the handcuffs, if you will, to, to hinder what they are doing. We don't need that. What we need is more personal responsibility. We need more people willing to stand up for that. We need to be the responsible ones. And so that's what I was thinking about. That's kind of what was going through my head um, the past week or so. And after watching that super good movie, if you haven't watched it, take the time, go out, watch it. And... If you got anything from this episode, I just ask that you like, subscribe, share it with a friend, uh, share it on the social medias. If you're on the social medias, follow me at Civil Disobedience Podcast on Instagram, and let's encourage each other. Let's let's stop cheering from the sidelines and let's get on the field together. And just want to say thanks for listening. Have a good night.